did you marinate your your role in the tribe? I did. Okay. I did marinate. I I thought I think I would be um, the fire in like a place like a role with keeping the fire going. Okay. Because whenever I go camping, like I fucking love it. I love doing that. That's like my favorite bit. Making the fire. Making the fire. Okay. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like in all for like, would it be like a survival fire, a cooking fire, all fires? Just all, just, just I'm all across the fires. Do you have like a like an arsenal of, of stick? Well, I've, I I source the stick. Okay. I source the wood. You know, I bring it back. Yeah. Keep it all under control. You reckon you've got like a secret stash of like logs and stuff as well? Oh, I got for like the, win- the winter months? Well, I've got a secret stash, yeah. Well, you don't have a secret stash of, of twine-like materials for your rabbit trapping. <laughs> you don't, you're going to say you don't have one? That's, don't worry about it, mate. Yeah, so exactly. It's none of your business, none of my business, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll leave it at that. Just leave it like that? Yeah, leave it. What's up, nerds? Welcome back to the Barflies Podcast, episode 38 this week. Joined always by my good friend, comrade, Alexander Russell. It's Tuesday night. We're a day early this week. We're ready to rip, ready to tear some of the best content we've brought, I would say. <laughs> You've cheated up. Well, Why would you say that? <laughs> Why would you? We, I thought we discussed this before the pod. We were going to undersell them and then surprise them with how much work we've put into this and well, thought. Well, we we ruined that. We do our best work in disappointing people. That's, so. that's true. In, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like letting someone down is yeah. kind of my my forte. Yeah, yeah. Not being not being of a high standard is. <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. Um, where do we start? Should we? How was your weekend? Weekend was good. Weekend was. I had cricket prezo. Oh, I I had cricket prezo on Saturday night. I've just been mostly studying, or trying to study. With exams coming up. That's pretty lame. Yeah, very lame. But Cricket Prezzo, you know, let my hair down a bit. Had a couple of Bev Roginos. Um, didn't win any awards. Pretty upsetting. I'm going to strictly blame the foot injury on that. Otherwise, you know, I would have I would have sweeped all categories. What are the awards given out at a Cricket best, Prezzo? Best bowler, best batter, you know. Just anything kind of cricket orientated. Is there any, like, okay, sure. You know. Is there's there not any- real, we didn't, we don't really have any like joke awards or any. There's like you can win Clubman of the Year. I think it, do we have Clubman of the Year or like the Spirit of Cricket Award? Do you think receiving like a most improved award as an adult is the most demasculating thing you could get? Well, I was sledging my friend Dan saying that he was going to win most improved this year. <laughs> so yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it's like it's it's. I would actually rather a participation than a most improved because a most improved is like you've now improved to a level where you can participate. So yeah, before you're right. that, you were actually less than a participant. It's like, which is worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're actually at the same level as everyone else now. Yeah, like congrats. It's a pity award. Or congratulations, you're average. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Thanks for being mediocre. But to be fair, I should win plenty of those awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm best at. Being average. Yeah. Sure. Me too. Um. But yeah, other than that, pretty chill. Harvard Bolo. Harvard Bolo. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want. You know, I don't want to. It was a great night. And I love the bowler. I don't want to say anything ill about it. However, we they've kind of got these new owners. They've got a new food option. They have a 
they've got a tie option that you can have. No now. JCs anymore. The JCs is there. JCs, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't I, mean to jump I, the gun there. No, I I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing. Did you, you like semi blow up? Like I was I was ready. I was like, oh, JC's not here. And I was like, no, 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 still here, still here. Um, <laughs> Imagine how many times I've probably done that. Like oh, over the last year, well, I had to do it about a dozen times on Saturday night for your team. For your team, yeah. Because like, <laughs> uh, I mean, this isn't paid content, but JC's pizza. Personally, my favourite pizza on the Northern Beaches. Prairie Prairie Chicken. JC, JC and Johnny's special half and half. Thanks for coming. I know my stuff. Um, anyway, that's by the by, vis-a-vis. Uh, the Thai food, you know, not often have you been to a bolo and went, now the Thai food here sounds so authentic, tastes delicious. While it was yummy, you know, it had... <laughs> Once consumed, it had qualities similar to what I imagine eating wet cement is like. <laughs> okay. Um, to put it best. Bluntly? Bluntly. But at the same time, free feed, can't complain. Stay away from the fish cakes. That's all I'll say. Sure. You know. Was that like a Sunday issue or a... Or a well, I'd, 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 I steered clear. You, know, you steered clear. Bilo fish cakes, usually recipe for, you know, Sunday morning dramas. <laughs> Do you know? No one's ever went, oh, jeez... Those those fish cakes from the bowl, they really did. They really did not give me food poisoning last night. <laughs> you wouldn't hear people talking about them as the week goes on. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like you're not telling people about the bowl of fish cakes on Wednesday, Arvo. No, I think you just went to the cricket preso and pounded a dozen <laughs> fish cakes into the earth. It's his eyes up. You just oh fish cake, I'll pass. Yeah, I'm actually allergic. <laughs> Through the keeper. Yeah. However, will. great night, night of uh, wonder and whimsy. Um, you know, plenty of award winners. Uh, congratulations to them if they're listening. But yeah, great night. A question for you. Yeah, go. How old is too old to say the word yummy? <laughs> oh, it's contextual. It's contextually sure. based. Um, well, I just noticed that you dropped it in there. Did I? A little bit. What, in what, in what, in what context? This is important context. Well, you were just talking about Thai food. I think you said it then. Yeah, I dropped a yummy in there. I mean, it's contextual. Sure. Contextual, you know. It's oh come on mate, turn your phone off. It's just my my mummy Snapchatting. Oh, that's so grim. That's grim. That's what? worse than yummy. What saying, saying mummy? mummy? Contextual. No, <laughs> not at all. Um. Anyway, to move on. Yeah, great night. What happened with you? Did you do much? Have you done much? Um. Last week. Oh. Oh, we both got haircuts actually. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, a haircut of sorts. Mine, I got slanted. Mine wasn't actually a cut. Well, it's not. You know, it's a bit like a flower pot. I know everyone flower pot is the best way to describe Cody's hair. It's a mess, mm. personally. <laughs> it's R- not for you. Respectfully, respectfully it, to you. It's, it's a mess. not for you. Nah. You're pretty strictly a short hair operator. Yeah, short hair operator. <laughs> short back and sides, thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't too happy with my last haircut, actually. I thought the lady who did it butchered it slightly. Mm. But, I mean, we'll just see. Well, I've just been, I've been cutting my own hair pretty much since I moved out. Mm. Because I'm, I don't know if I've mentioned, poor. Yeah. And I don't really want to be spending 30, 40 bucks on something that I can kind of wing myself. And for the most part, people won't notice. Right. You should get Ryan. Ryan can actually cut. He got, He's cut my hair before. Has he? Yeah. He's not bad. He's I, don't, not, I don't know how I trust him. He's not bad. He'll take photos of you halfway through the haircut though. And like use them, use them to like on you later. Okay. Like, he's done that to me. Yeah. I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> like the haircut was all right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what I did Friday. Um, Saturday, 
we well we'd all jade up to go to like it was labeled a rave mm. um cosmos midnight were playing at a pub right. in paddington so to save the the home of the indian kebab the indian home diner really yes so right there so it was right the indian home diner was here pub was here supposedly 50 door tickets not eyes up from me. I got the invite midweek, didn't buy tickets, Silly. looked on Friday morning, sold out. Mm. So we were like, that's fine. I, th- I was under the impression there was only like six or seven of us going. So it was an opportunity for Stars Align and you missed out. I missed out. Yep. Um, I thought there was only six or seven of us going, rocked up to Pre's and there's like, th- it's like a house party. It's 30 people there all going to said event. Oh, let's go. We're taking up 25 of these 50 bo- door tickets. Thanks for coming. Lo and behold, we rock up, um, no door tickets. I will say though, the Indian kebab is unreal. I've had it. It's confirmed. It's been in my mouth. Yeah. Succulent. Succulent. Delicious. Delicious. Yummy. Yummy. Oh, yeah. Dude, it was. Talk some, to me. It was so good, dude. Like I don't know if it was like the flavor of the chicken or also like the burrito was almost like burrito. Is it or a bur- kebab? I don't. Well, it's what's what's the bread called? Tortilla. Yeah. Or a wrap. A wrap, sure. Right. The wrap was almost like undercooked, so it was really like soft and stretchy. Mm. Um, I'm getting hungry talking about Dude, this. it was so Did good. you have a ratatouille moment when you ate it? Yeah, dude. Was the flavour in your head and like a little bit of jazz playing mm. and maybe some authentic Indian instruments playing at the same time while yeah. sensations and colours are swirling around your head? That song you put in the Barflies po- playlist a couple of weeks ago was playing. Oh, yeah. yeah nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you know okay. what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And, yeah. you know, all all white noise of this is a butter chicken sandwich, not an Indian kebab, soon evaporated. Oh, dribble. Uh that's dribble. Here say saying dribble evaporated into dribble. The, <laughs> the dribble evaporated. And look, I you've got to you've got to give the Indian kebab the respect it deserves. The place on the mantle by calling it the Indian kebab. It's labelled an Indian kebab. I'm going to call it that. Yeah. So well, I wouldn't not. I wouldn't call you. You know, Brand. Your name's Cody. I'll call you Cody. Thank you. Similar to the Indian kebab. Well, like the bare minimum. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, it's Brent. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Thanks. <man. coughs> So that was the highlight of my night. Oh, then I was telling you about this as well. We didn't get let into this place. So Dale and his brother and a few other people are at like, again, another thing that was, the word going around was like it was a rave. Right. Or like a techno event at Peter Shimbolo. Here we go. So we get, a, we get an Uber to Peter Shimbolo and we walk in and there's like families, there's like kids around. It's kind of dimly lit. Right. And it's like one big square room. There's the bar there, the stages, the bars on the right, stages on the left. Mm. And then there's kind of just like f- four or five tables lined up. And there's a girl like doing like interpretive drumming up on the stage. Wow. And we're all walk- we've all walked in going like 10 bucks entry, by the way. And you're all probably like bulk beers deep. You know. Well, not really because we'd kind of been covered fucked in, around. Com- covered in Indian kebab sauce. Yeah, covered in Indian kebab sauce. Um, and we were just like, what's going on here? It's the kind of scenario you walk in and you, you instantly go, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> Why? This is not for me. No, it was a fever dream. I literally yeah. couldn't tell. Like, you know what I mean? You were doing it. We were all sitting there talking and some guy came up to us and was like, guys, there's a concert going on. Shut up. And we just had to sit in silence while this chick like did her interpretive drumming on the stage. Again, no slander on this woman. No slander at all. 
Right. It was it was honestly kind of an interesting thing to watch. Yeah. It just like, just wasn't just wasn't the vibe for the afternoon. No, and it caught me by surprise. It caught us all by surprise. Dude, it would catch most people by surprise if you said, "Oh, we're going to a rave," and then you walk in and there's interpretive drumming and family sitting around, and then also someone asking you to shh. The last thing you'd ever hear someone say at a rave is shh. <laughs> That's true. It's a bit too loud. That's here. bang on. Yeah. Um, and then we rolled into another pub. They started closing. The ball just really didn't bounce our way. Mm. Um, Happen. You know what? You can't. You can't have it too good all the time. You're bound to have a, a bad one. Yeah, and it was, still wasn't bad. It was good to see everyone. We're kind of up and about. Like there was a, yeah. a bit of a crew. So just, you know, sometimes it's just it's just not your night. Mm. It's just not your night. It wasn't our night. Um, I was asleep by eleven thirty. Sailors. Um, but the, a few people came around and like potentially instigated another another blow up. Another with, situation. Another situation. Another international crisis. With a neighbour, which has since been cleared up. Um. Yeah, not much to say about that. We've covered it. We've covered it all. I will acknowledge this though. Uh, we were talking about enemies a few weeks ago. Nemesis. Nemesis. Yeah. Nemesis. 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 Yeah. And you kind of a nemesis. Blah blah blah. I don't have one. Yeah, yeah I do, dude. He lives right. He's right under your nose. He's the king of Erskineville. He lives right under your nose. That's see, he's sneaky like that. Yeah, he's sneaky Just like that. Just like you thought you had slain him into being passive, mm. but yet he came out of the shadows and struck while you weren't looking. Yeah, you're asleep. You're asleep. Literally, you I, was asleep. Asleep. I was asleep. That's when you were least expecting it. He came out and he <sighs> he put the pressure on. He did. He did. But you know, like like big players do, they handle yeah. the pressure, and so we did. Yeah, well done. So we still have a house, which is great. And again, I had secondhand. Secondhand blow up from me on the phone to you, Re, Re-incident. Re-re-incident. It was just the incident. Only the incident was just having people over. It just it just rattles me because, like, it just seems so stupid. Mm. And, like, if, it just, and it's, like, it just annoys me. Mind you, we had six people over. He's just He just needs to get a grip. He just needs to get a grip. But, you know, it's by the by. By the by, vis-a-vis. Vis a V, that word has a new meaning every week. Yeah, gotta 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 move on because we we can't we we could literally do a whole special on it. On my said nemesis. Yeah, yeah, we could. Yeah, Maybe we should. Michael's special. <laughs> He'd love that. The farewell episode. <laughs> farewell episode. <laughs> farewell episode. <laughs> when you get kicked out of the house, farewell. Episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. We can do that. We'll get him on guest speaker. Guest speaker, and he just unloads on you for sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's just a debate. And, uh, and I adjudicate and I yeah. just see who should move out. Yeah. <laughs> Whether he moves out of the house or you guys move you, out of this house. Should we um should no. we get into it? You know what? We'll get into it. Because we don't know how long this is gonna take. This is gonna take oh, Okay, we'll get into the bracket. All right, let me tell you guys something right now. This bracket and the selections made were not done lightheartedly. Oh that no. was the Barflies podcast almost ceased to exist as we know it. Me and Cody coming to Look, we, we came up with like twenty. But to narrow it down to sixteen, like we fought hard for our champions to be in this round, in this sixteen. Well, we both were both very strong about different competitors who we wanted in there. Yeah, um, we've come to we've come to a conclusion. Um, you know, imagine imagine like Freddie Fittler and the New South Wales selectors sitting around at the table. Mm. That's what me and Zan were like getting this bracket sorted. But except I feel like we actually came to an agreement, whereas I reckon Freddie just went, "This is who I'm picking." Yeah, which we'll get into later because we could also do a lot <laughs> on that. 
Which you know what? We, we actually might do a whole episode on yeah. that. Next week, by the way. <laughs> uh, but let's not open that can of worms. Let's stick to this. We fought hard for our champions. They're here. The bracket's here. The 16. We're going to go through them for you. Cody, would you please like to explain the interactive concept we've come up with with Instagram? Nice. I like this. Thank you. So me and Xander have come up with 16 competitors. 16 heroes that have featured throughout the 38 episodes of the Barflies podcast. They've been randomly drawn into a seed. Uh, consider it a round of 16 of sorts uh, where they'll play off against each other. Decided by our followers on Instagram mm-hmm. who goes through to the next round in a battle to the death. Today, we'll go through the first round. So there's eight playoffs mm-hmm. between the 16 heroes. Yes. As you would have seen on Instagram before this episode goes out. Um, so we're going to talk through them. And then we'll put the polls up on Instagram and you guys can decide who goes through. Listen to the episode. We put the polls up. We might even include a timestamp where we start the deliberation. If you just want to skip to the good, you want to just get right here. You don't care about what happened in our weekend. Mm-hmm. We, you know, everyone has a weekend. Good yep. on you. I just want to hear about this. Exactly right. That's fine. Xander's just added 30 minutes to my editing, but that's fine. That's we'll f- do it for the people. <laughs> All right. Hey, Heather, take it's your job, mate. Don't complain. Yeah. <laughs> So do you want to talk us through the first matchup? Okay, first matchup here. We've got TikTok fame versus unfinished segments, brackets. We'll come back to this. Oh, matchup for the ages. This, this is one. a great matchup. They're all matchup for the ages, <laughs> but this one particularly. TikTok fame. We wrote a bit of TikTok fame early as we've addressed. Uh, have we? Have we talked about that? <laughs> nah. <laughs> bit of TikTok fame we ran into. Hit a light 230k. Views. Maybe more now. Maybe I haven't checked in a while. I actually haven't checked I in a actually, while. I don't have TikTok anymore. Who knows? Um, the fame got to me. I had to delete it. Yeah. I was becoming too popular. Well, it happens. Um, but, you know, and with that fame came some head very, noise. Some head noise <laughs> and some very positive feedback. Positive feedback, I should say. Yeah. Uh, some hate comments. They <laughs> Did they get to us? <laughs> got to Xander a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. Like we said he, they didn't. I wouldn't lie at one point if I was like... I'm a bit. I was a bit taken aback. Well, we had a phone call one day about it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I like, had to like talk you out of it. Yeah. it was like fine. Yeah, and I was like, "Dude, literally." 30. I just got head, super head noisy for well, like ten minutes. Yeah, thirty k people liked it, and then one person was like, "This sucks," and we were both like, "Oh, <laughs> dog, <laughs> what the fuck, dude?" <laughs> That's chitter. Where we literally say it sucks every week. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Um. Uh. So TikTok fame. Strong contender. Strong contender. Yeah, a bit of a smoky on that one. Unfinished segments. Look, if you listen week to week and you know who most of these people are, you're well well established with unfinished segments. Ideas that me and Cody will either come up with before the podcast (laughs) or during the podcast and say that we'll keep doing them only to never do them again. (laughs) Or never even talk 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 or even think about them again. They disappear in thin air. (laughs) Uh, If anyone remembers any of these unfinished segments, we'd love to hear them. Reach out. So I don't know. Your the way you vote on this is it's up to interpretation. Yeah. What do you think goes through? What do you think is the more profound figure, the, the stronger competitor out of the two? The funnier con, the funnier one. Idea. I don't know. What's been more prominent in your listening? You decide. Two good contenders there. We're not going to try because there's eight this week, eight matchups. We've got to kind of move, move. We've got to hustle through these ones because yeah, okay. those could take a while. Okay, this oh, well, we can just push it all the way and go straight through the back page if we want to. Oh, we could. <laughs> I mean, we both didn't really have any notes. Well, actually, apart from that, Jerry Barflies. Well, we can, we can, we can, we can get to them. Dude, we got 40 minutes, right? Yeah, we got, wait, 
Mate, I'm cool, calm, <laughs> collected, mate. You sound rattled. Matchup two, Brisbane versus Hinge Girls. Uh, two of mine and Xander's greatest enemies. <laughs> well put. Well yeah. put. Uh, Brisbane, you know, Cody did venture there only recently. I have a disliking for the place. Well, it's come up many a time. I just think it's, you know, overrated swamp. Swamp city. Mm. Confirmed scat. Confirmed scat. Scattered city on the planet. Um, if anyone thinks otherwise, then probably vote should for Brisbane. vote for Brisbane. But if you, I'll be surprised if Brisbane doesn't get forced first round. Well, I think Brisbane's Brisbane's getting pounded in the core of the earth. I hope they do. Yeah, fuck Brisbane. Dude. I just think the general the general consensus for the dislike of the city of Brisbane is just gonna. It's unanimous. It's unanimous. Uh, up against Hinge Girls, where do we start? Here? Where do we start? We've had various run-ins with, you know. Different aspects of Hinge, let's uh, just say. The voice memos on Hinge. Voice memos, the date, t- at dates at times. Dates at times, the girls at the rave, Hinge Girl 1 and Hinge, Hinge Girl 2. That's true. So there's just, been, there's just been instances where, you know, they've been talked about. You know, certain scenarios, they come up, we feel like <laughs> well, it's pl- worth a mention. They've plagued the timeline of the barflies. They have. They've, <laughs> had their, they've had their time in the sun. Um, we, yeah. Would we say we're both... Not for any particular reason, but not as active on Hinge anymore. Not, we're not, we're not, we're not. I haven't been on Hinge since last year. I deleted it a little bit after. Mm. Do you feel better? I oh, mate, way better. Yeah. <laughs> Had to get rid of it. Yeah, it's good stuff. It just sucked. So Brisbane versus Hinge Girls. It's up to you guys. You know, I, yeah, good matchup this one. It's actually a really good one because I, I dislike both. Yeah. So unlike two segments where Okay, no, that sounds bad. I don't dislike Hinge Girls. I just dislike Hinge. Yeah, but that's what, what I'm about to say is it's two things that I think it's a battle of like what do you like slightly better. <laughs> yeah. Which is why it's kind of a good matchup. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, next now, up. This is a matchup. <laughs> do you want to do the honours? To be fair, it is a good matchup, but I think I know who's going to win. Go on. We've got Cheeky the Pigeon versus Jared and Ryan. Brackets, pub roaches. Uh Cheeky the pigeon, I feel like he's a pigeon that needs no introduction. Well, um, he's a pigeon of he's a pigeon of note. Yeah, a notorious probably one of the most notorious pigeons to grace the earth. Would you say the most famous pigeon in Narawena? <laughs> Definitely the most <laughs> famous pigeon. He might be the most famous like a like thing with a heartbeat in Narawena, if we're being perfectly honest. Okay. You know. I mean, like every town is their celebrity. We've got Cheeky the Pigeon. Has any other pigeon been talked about more in the last month than Cheeky? Unless it was like Mike Tyson's pigeon, I think Cheeky ranks amongst like the best known. I would say so. Yeah, that's a fair. So look, anyone up against anyone up against Cheeky? That kind of caliber. This is like getting France in the round of sixteen. Yeah, this is like you're in trouble. It's like, dude, you've got to mark Kante in the first round. Come on, dude. Let's go. Um, Um, And look. Talk about arch nemesises. Nemesises. Jared and Ryan. Constant uh discuss figures in the podcast. Friends uh, of the sh- friends of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Friends of the show. Yeah. Um very, very lippy DM dribblers, both of them. Yeah. Or especially Ryan. Yeah. Um but you know And have sworn to bring our podcast into disrepute with yeah. a rival podcast. Yeah. So yeah, we chucked them on there. Good Remain luck. to be seen. Good luck against Cheeky. Good luck, Chance. That's all I'll say. Uh, next up. Oh, this is a good one too. So I don't know if you guys – well, one we just talked about, the Indian kebab, and it has kind of had a 
had a place in the podcast. We've talked about the Indian kebab a couple times. Yeah. Just earlier on, we had a great discussion about it. The other, the other opponent here, you might remember this man, Metal Man. Well, I hope they do. I hope you do because I'll never forget him. Well, he holds a place in my heart. He oh. always will. Well, you know, one Sunday, Quiet Beers at the Stain, Cody and I are there, just a re-joggy memory of to who he is. There's a bloke there with an Olympic medal round his round his round his round his neck. Round his neck. And he, you know, he walks around the pub with his shoulders back and his chin up. And he's wool pulling not only myself and Xander. Well, I knew it was a wool pull. I want to say I knew it was a wool pull. Yeah, sure you did. I did. But he uh he hoodwinked every pretty lady in the pub that night. And they would they would they was they would Lapping it up. They were laughing it up. And me and Xander looking on perhaps in envy, in awe, uh, you know, you know in ad- admiration. In a look of admiration. And the and the more impressive thing was he had a a pretty well photoshopped photo of him because he said the medal was for rowing and he had a pretty pretty sharply edited photo of him in the boat. Well, you know, don't cap an Olympian at his athletic ability. Like when do you get the dude on Photoshop? <laughs> He's a real gold medalist there. Mate, he knows his way around the creative cloud, so. And, you know, like it was, it, not, like it wasn't unrealistic. Not to mention his uh, six-foot COVID vaccination. Yes, true. And like, the, and I also enjoyed the demeanor of athlete that he created. Like the character of the athlete was like quite like, let's just say well put together, kind of smooth, blah, blah, blah. And then when he changed from athlete Very to like metal suave, ma- almost. suave from athlete, suave athlete to metal man, it was like <laughs> just like it was. Like, he was like, "Yeah, mate, buddy." Da, da, da. It's it was like the only the only the transition I've seen from well put together to degenerate is Xander going from day guy to night guy. That's a great way to put it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and we're about to get into that thing. So that's matchup number four. That is matchup number four. Uh, Matchup number five, and we'll go to the top here. We'll go top. Interesting one. This is an interesting matchup. This is a very interesting matchup. We've got adult, the adult hot chocolate, uh, or hot chocolate for an adult, versus the rainbow serpent. Mm. The rainbow serpent of... Um, pitch fame. Pitch fame. Yeah. A hero amongst our crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel like... A people's he, champion. He's perhaps become a, a hero amongst amongst the bar. The frequent flyers, I should say. He got mm. mentioned a few times in our DMs. How could we not include him? Almost almost uh, frustrated with myself that he didn't get a, a mention first time around. Uh, I don't know who goes up here. Well, he slid, he slid straight into the round of 16 when his name came up. Yeah, he had to we, get in there. We both went, he's in. He's got to go in. Um, up against the adult hot chocolate, you know... Do you champion the adult hot chocolate or do you champion a people's champion? You know, content, contentious, don't get hot cho- don't get marshmallows with your hot chocolate or one of the biggest weapons you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> They're almost at the opposite end of like the bloke spectrum. Like totally. You've, you've got a bloke who drinks hot chocolates <laughs> and doesn't have marshmallows out of fear for not being recognised as a man and an adult and a bloke who's like a six foot five rave fanatic who yeah. will just... Who's just a weapon. Well, he's a ripper and terror. And a, like one of the greatest ripper and terrors you've seen. Yeah. And like, I don't know, there's not many hot chocolate drinkers that I can guarantee are the top 10 ripper and terrors that you've ever seen in your life. Well, I'll tell you this. The Rainbow Serpent isn't getting a hot chocolate. Oh, he's definitely not getting a hot chocolate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
So look, I, I this is I'm very intrigued to see how this one goes. This is this is like the yin and yang battle of this of this kind of of this bracket, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the best way I can kind of put that. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm trying to think of a metaphor for one it. Go, I really one goes to bed at six p.m. The other goes to bed at six a.m. Yeah. You know? Literally. They're different people. And look, the adult hot chocolate, interpret it how you want. Is it the person who drinks one? Is it the concoction itself? Mm. Is it the idea of it all? Or do you own it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. To be confirmed. To be confirmed. Okay. (laughs) I personally quite like this one. Matchup number six. I quite like this one. Beer Reviews. Vis-a-vis episode one through 20-something. 20, 20, 20. They kind of dropped off. 25 even. Yeah. Um, Up against the great Black Man. The mighty Black Man. Not heard of for a while. The, the Black, Black Man. Man of MIA fame. Yeah. Much like the Batman has gone. Nice. Very nice. Off yeah. the map. All the beer reviews themselves have gone off the map too. They disappeared at similar times. Black Man a bit earlier. However, he's, you know. He he got numerous mentions early days. Well, much like a uh, poorly poured schooner of Tui's old, they've both gone flat. They have gone flat. However, they've they've got a place in the in the foundation episodes of this podcast. Oh well, you know they're the cornerstones of yeah. of what we are today. You got to know your roots. You got to stay true to your roots. That's right. We've always said that. Um, I, again, I'm I'm not really sure who I want to go through here. I've got a, I've got a soft spot for both. Uh, the inclusion of the black man, perhaps a cry to Return, yeah, from the barflies. Yeah, we'd love to see the black man back in action. Just, just, just something, just a heartbeat. You know, even just like a like of one of the DMs we send. We send like two to three every day. Um, Where are you? Back. We miss you. <laughs> Please come back. We yeah. want another black review. Yeah, got nothing no. through to the keeper. Um, so look, do with that what you will. The yeah. black man versus beer reviews. Beer review, yeah. Beer reviews. I feel like if you've you've listened enough episodes, you know about them. The beer could be hit or miss. They sometimes they were excellent. Sometimes, well, rarely they were excellent. But they were mostly, you know, beer reviews of. Oh, this is pretty good. Fame. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a couple, and I listened to one back a couple weeks ago. And I went, that was actually that was good. That was an excellent beer review. Well, I applied for a job the other day that involved something similar to this, and like having like a comprehensive beer review every week, where we actually knew what we were talking about, would have been helpful. Would have been extremely helpful to my case. <laughs> And it was almost like comical in like <laughs> how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, not how bad or just like how like. But also that was the joke behind it was that every beer, of course, is going to be good. So we're never going to say one tastes bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of, a couple of them did. Kind we of just got off here and we're like, fuck, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's those two. That's that matchup there. Matchup six. We've got, okay. Uh, here, here we, we go. go. I'm not personally happy with this one, but Proud it has to go this. on. It had to be in there. Uh, myself. Uh, okay, so this matchup, Xander at Vic on the Park. You'll be aware I had a bit of a spade with Vic in the Park. It was one of my favourite spots in Sydney for a little while mm-hmm. uh, until a notorious incident involving a basketball hoop and an ankle took place. Well, this came off the back of a few prior incidents, I would say. <laughs> I would say this was kind of a building up. Of, <laughs> it was of, brewing. It was brewing. It was brewing. Um, a few, how do I say this? Air balls. A few air, a few swishes. A few public air balls, you might, you few, might say. One, one specific one captured on video. You know, it was brewing. The, there was tension between me and the Vic in the park and it got 
I haven't been back since, but it ultimately got its revenge. It got its, it got its ultimate revenge, mm. and ultimately... It giveth and it taketh. It giveth and it taketh, and it taketh uh, Xander's walking ability. and For six to ten weeks. Vis-a-vis his opportunity to win Bowler of the Year. It actually for Harwood Cricket Club, would that be correct? And win, a, and win a grand final, you know. I've I've got I've got some serious beef with Vic on the park. Well, Origin's on next week, and I've got a feeling we might end up there. So I'm, I won't be there. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going. Catch me not there. Up against uh, probably the most recent hero of the podcast. Yeah, the Lord of the Glenmore. You know, hero. The, if the, we're talking about heroes, he's a hero. The King of Anzac Day. Yeah. Um, public rinsed. Publicly rinsed. Every um, person in sight, really. Whoever yeah. <laughs> was in his light of sight. One, and just, you know, you know when you look at someone and you go, I want to be you? That was kind of <laughs> one of those moments. So I was going, wow, I'd love, like right now, I would like to be you. But it was in a way that it was like almost so unachievable and it would never happen. Mm, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I don't know. Un, almost I would, unrivaled charisma and energy. I would, I would put that same want as like Nathan Cleary lifting the grand final trophy. Yeah. Like I would equally want to be Nathan Cleary as I'd want to be this guy on Anzac Day. Like they hold the same weight to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I agree 100%. And they could probably get the same amount of girls. Probably. So he he was untouchable that day. He was untouchable. Couldn't say a bad thing. Couldn't couldn't lift a finger with something he'd done wrong. And he was against adversity as well. The setup, the two up setup there was not correct. The coins were not right. They lost a couple of coins. Did did the Lord of the Glenmore stutter in the face of adversity? No. He overcame it and he achieved greatness on that day. Yeah, he did. And jeez, he surely he beats me. Like I'm not <laughs> I'm not trying to upsell because I don't want to go deep into the competition, but I think he beats me. Well, if you it, <coughs> excuse me. That was a pretty I'm, big J up for the Lord I'm of the Glenmore. Just trying to even say it. Yeah. I'll be very surprised if you if you get up over the Lord of the Glenmore. And I'll be voting on my personal account. For I'll be the Lord voting of the Glenmore. I'll be voting for him. I'm not voting for me. <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering, me and Xander will both be participating in the voting. Yeah, of course. We will. I, mean, I didn't fight this hard to get some people in here to not then vote for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, almost tear this apart just <laughs> to get them in. You know, <laughs> which leads us kind of perfectly onto the final matchup. <laughs> yes, it uh, does. As you can see, we came to blows <laughs> with this one. We don't need to get into the intricacies of it, but the matchup is Camponomics slash slash forward slash. The Stingray Kid. Versus? Versus Night Guy. Mm. Night Guy was a suggested... He'd been suggested by quite Multiple a few times. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, does Night Guy Cody or Night Guy Xander get suggested? And we just thought, everyone's got a Night Guy. Night Guy's just in there on merit. Mm. You know. I feel like Night Guy Cody and Night Guy Xander pretty cause like a pretty equal amount of damage. Yes, they have. Would you they say? Can, like we can. both go through phases, but they kind of... Have both riddled. They can rear their heads if they need to. They've riddled the podcast the yeah. entire time. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they've had. They've got their mitts so much so that we now record on a Wednesday. That's that's true. So, Night that, Guy that, practically <laughs> owns the podcast. Yeah, he he dictates terms. <laughs> he dictates midweek terms. Yeah, he does. Well, he he dictates the entire week. Yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? You know, he's that rogue. He he's in. He so he's got to be in here somewhere. But. He's up against one of, you know, arguably our greatest concepts and our funniest encounters, which that is, is a gr- like they're, they're almost, it's like, they're like included together as one. Well, they we, happen on the same weekend away. Exactly right. Camponomics, the foundation of many other economical 
Uh, terms, slogans, and phrases that have unfolded. Mm, correct. And uh, you know, Stingray Kid, Stingray Kid, um, eight-year-old Schmeagel with thick glasses calling me a chicken for not <laughs> wanting to touch a, a stingray. Uh, you know, Stingray. Dude, it was like a meter wide. It was a fucking dinosaur in there. That thing was a dinosaur. No, I was, I wasn't touching. And it. yeah, everyone was standing behind me, going, "Yeah, you're a chicken." Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Though. <laughs> um. And he eyeballed you as well. When he, he full eyeballed you on his bike yeah, later on. Yeah, he did. Like one of the great stare downs. I've tried to block it out. But it was on the Camponomics weekend. So that's a... Well, that's where that happened. Another... So that kind of storyline for that episode is what we're going to put in this because we thought it was a, one of our favourite episodes. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, and definitely probably one of the most memorable episodes slash weekends probably because... We were there together. We were there together. Yeah. It was out of the ordinary. That's true. Um, so I, th- I feel like everyone here is matched up pretty evenly. It's, good, it's pretty good matchup. It's, it's pretty, pretty evenly. It's pretty good. Um, it's pretty good. Well, I could see Camponomics and Night Guy both going deep, but... You know, um, you, big clubs get knocked out early. Big teams always get knocked out early. Mate. Well, there's a pool of death. There's, that, couldn't have said it better myself. You know what I mean? Couldn't you know, we're in, the, we're in the final 16 here. This is the serious stuff. We're getting to the narrow end. Uh, stay tuned on the Instagram over the next next couple of days. Um, I think Thursday night will be will be the night we let the we let the people at it. Yeah, you know, we let the people get their mitts give, give on. Give you a bit of time to have a look. Yeah, exactly right. Um, have a sticky beat. Have a listen. And I hope you, I hope you enjoy it because yeah. that was pretty fun. And there's a bit of a trip down memory lane as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Almost like an episode 50 spec, like to look back. Yeah. But, you know, the idea came came upon us. Came upon us. Came upon us. Came upon us, but I want to put an F in there. Yeah. Fair enough. Upon us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Earlier than that just happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, episode 52, not far away now. That'll be a year. That's 14 episodes away. Yeah. I think we started in August, so it's getting there. That's. I reckon we've improved a lot. I'd hope so. Out of sight, I'd, I'd hope, say. I'd hope so. So would I. Um, yeah. Jeez. I'll say this, though. Go on. Say it. Um, the adult hot chocolate riddled me today, and it leads me into my beef. Okay. <laughs> So Let's is, do love and hate. Let's get to regular scheduled programming. Love and hate. Podcast. I'll start here. Go for it. My beef this week, violent PDA. And that for you are, uh, you know, unfamiliar with acronyms out there. Public displays of affection. Getting a bit too comfortable with your partner in the public eye. In the public sphere. Again, I'm not a hater of PDA. But you and, know, and contextually, it's okay. Well, so much in, like in in situations, much like boating, do it respectfully. Yeah, correct. So but respectfully, P, PDA respectfully. That brings me to ten a.m. this morning. I'm at work. You know, the coffee shop gets quiet around that time because everyone sort of goes to work around ten. It's sort of before morning tea, but mid morning lull. Mid morning lull. Yeah. Um, you know, Brewster's Paradise. They call it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Golden hour. <laughs> so I'm at the till. I'm the only staff member in the bar at this time because it's quiet. I don't, no one else needs to be there. And a couple come up. Um, I want to say late 20s. And they're having sort of a discussion about a metre away from the counter. They're talking to each other. He's like, yep, I'll just get a hot chocolate already. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> so she comes up and she's like, what do you want, babe? And he's like, she's like, all right. 
She orders for him a hot chocolate. I heard the whole conversation. I'm standing a meter away. It's quiet. Cuck. I can hear them talking. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'll get a hot chocolate. Um, was he holding hot? the back of her shirt when, while she was ordering kind it for him? He was kind of like their shoulders were touching, but he was behind. Yeah, right. Kind of like, yeah. like um, a, a kid going to preschool, yeah. like yeah. hiding behind his mum. Mm-hmm. And she then went on to order an omelette or something. And I was like, is that all? We're having takeaway, blah, blah, blah. It's 15 bucks or whatever. Um, as I'm like typing the the amount on the FPOS machine. Mm. So I'm almost in an inescapable interaction here with these people. You're I'm, locked in. I'm bound by the FPOS machine. Here. Yeah. He sort of like puts his head into her neck and starts like kissing, but also like, like almost like audibly munching her neck. Do you know what I mean? Like, like that. Oh. And <laughs> that's grim, eh? Dude, it was. That's grim. Oh, dude, I was like. I couldn't look. I just had to put my head down and like I was honestly trying not to gag. That's I cooked. just wanted to go. Ugh. That's cooked. Like in front of me like that. They've put me through that for no. Oh, go and sit down and do that at least. Out of sight. Out oh, of mind. come on, dude. I feel like even the girlfriend was kind of embarrassed. I was like, dude, are you kidding me? And I had to. And then I had to go and make this child of a man his hot chocolate. Oh, that's freak behavior. That's freak. <laughs> Freak behavior. And I was like, holy fuck, dude, I hate, I hate this. There was one at, at my, at my work, there was these like, and they were like probably in their fifties, this couple, they come in, they came in, get brekkie, got coffee, whatever, serving their food, you know, they're just chatting and like they get like halfway through their dishes and I'm just kind of walking around and she's like full sitting on him, like straddling him, hooking up. In the cafe. Like frontwards? Like frontwards. <laughs> like full hooking up. And these guys are like 50 something. <laughs> like time? get And this is at like 11 o'clock. Like getting into it. <laughs> and it's always like, fuck guys. Like there's like kids in here and stuff. Hey, like. You go like pick up their plates. You go, I'll, I'll come back. Is this finished? <laughs> I'll, I'll be back. Are you guys done with this <laughs> coffee? Yeah. Just, just do like. <laughs> Can you like get a grip, like, dude? You know it gets rogue, like, um, fine dining restaurants. Yeah, I said sometimes like you you'll be there like an hour too late, and people just get into it's it. It's the same. It's like late forties, mm. like forty year olds, like on their first date. Just I don't know if they're like touch starved or just like, mate, they're <laughs> fucking. They're just they're not just... a care in the world. <laughs> like tongue out, just going for it's it. Saliva season. Twice. Ubers get a fair run in the PDA, I reckon. Uber hookups get a fair run. Is that? Yeah. Is that PDA? I don't know if that's PDA, but I feel like a lot of Uber drivers would have some stories. I do have stories about that. <laughs> Again, you would have to do it respectfully to the Uber and his car. But like, I feel like that almost comes with the territory. Of being an Uber driver. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Again, if someone was straddling... Someone in the back, no seatbelt on. I'd be like, "Can you at least do the bare minimum and drive safely? <laughs> Can you please sit down, put your seatbelt on? Can you stop having sex in my vehicle? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like part of it comes with the territory. Yeah, you know. But uh, that's yeah, hilarious. I, though. Like I'll ever to beach cafe, dude. Come on, can't like get a grip. And they, yeah, it was just. Oh mate, it was. I know. I know. You, I know your pain. It was grim. Like I'd like. It was a bit like a car crash, so like I couldn't help but occasionally just get a. I was like, are they still going? 
Oh, my God. How long is it going for? Like, hey, this went on for like 20 minutes. Of 20 minutes of straddle? Of straddle and just like, just like. Breaks or straight straddle? Just, well, whenever I was seeing them, it looked like it was, there was some fairly intimate stuff going on. Um, But, you know, I mean, you're not, not allowed to do it. But, I mean, have some common decency at 11 a.m. In a, in a cafe. It's, I mean, it's, oh, it's really good stuff. Yeah. It's really good <laughs> I mean. stuff. You always got to kind of just just nod. Yeah. Just like, good, just, good, good, good for you You know guys. what? You look like you're having the most fun here, guys. Keep, do whatever you want. <laughs> look, you've ruined my day, but that's, it's besides the but point. You guys are having a great time, <laughs> so don't worry. You know. Plate's done, mate. Is that pasta done? Yeah. Yeah, at least fucking tip me if I'm going to have to sit through that, you know? Do you reckon, like, if they had the goal to come up and ask for a takeaway coffee, you'd serve them? I'd be like, I'll give it to you for free if you fuck off right <laughs> now. Go and wait outside. I'll call your name. <laughs> if you guys can resist the urge to sit on top of each other and get into it yeah. for, like, five minutes, yeah, I can make you a takeaway coffee, but yeah. please leave. You can have this almond latte. Please don't mount the counter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like take just take it easy. <laughs> uh, what's your beef this week? Um, bit different to that. Uh, people ruining the climate change cause. You know, we're big. We're big fans of climate. Well, not big fans of climate change, but we like believe in the climate movement. You know, wouldn't mind a bit more kind of action being taken. Yeah, but you know, and this follows into our Nat Geo Barflies facts. But, you know, some idiot decides to take it out on the Mona Lisa yesterday. What does the Mona Lisa have to do with climate change? Like, you're destroying a, a priceless bit of culture. For what? I did see, a, like, a Batuta article about this. What actually happened? Some, like, some activists just went up and th- some climate activists went up and smudged cake on the, the Mona Lisa. Isn't it in, like, a glass box? But... I'm pretty well. I'd, I'd hope so. Like, isn't it covered by? But the attempt you wouldn't be able to touch but, it. But still, like the attempt itself is just seems bewildering to me. Like, what? At what point does like the Mona Lisa come into the climate change argument? You know, like, you know, ruin that. Why would you do? Yeah, it? I. You I'm know, like, like it just seems like so irrelevant. Mm. And then also, you know. The multiple times they've also stopped the B1 when I'm on the way to the city for like 50 minutes on the spit bridge. Not a fan of that either, just quietly. What, the climate activists? Yeah, when they just sit on the spit bridge and they like hold up traffic for everyone. It's like, mate, why? you're actually doing nothing for the cause right now. What would you suggest? Well, not that. Well, I mean, because everyone's just annoyed. No one's going to listen to you. Everyone's just like, can you, get, can you let me get to work, please, during peak hour? Okay. You know. Well, is it about them attempting to get the attention of the public or Yeah, but like they're not getting you're not getting the attention in the right way, are you? Like let's let let a man get home from work. Like you just you Are you, you saying you're letting like, the, you're not letting the, you the could common almost, man just like get to go do their job. You could almost invite someone to to join the other side of the cause by not letting him get home from work. That's what I'm saying. I think Okay. Like that kind of activity Forces people to who might sit on the fence about it, or th- sit on the fence to be vocal about it, mm. to go the other way. They're like, "Oh, some nut job's gonna fucking throw cake on the fucking Mona Lisa." <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, speak up about whether I believe it or yeah. not in case someone thinks I'm also mm. 
which is stupid to have that thought to begin with, but it happens. United Nations probably saw that person smudge cake and went, oh, fuck, there's the answer. Yeah, done. Oh, sweet. sweet. Let's get, just reverse. Get him in here. Years of irreversible, irreversible uh, climate damage. Yeah, let's get him in. Get him in. <laughs> get that genius in. Um, Look, you know, they should have just got one of the, you know, tutorial people in. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's probably someone's smart. got a tutorial on how to figure climate change on YouTube, surely. Um, tutorial videos didn't make it into the playoff. Anyway, conversation for another time. <laughs> Uh, love this week. <laughs> Let's leave, leave that. that. Uh, love. We we'll get back to it this week. Uh, anyone who's watched Stranger Things yet, season four or volume one of season four, uh, get on it. Sensational. I didn't know people were still watching this show. Yeah, this is the be- in my eyes the best season yet, and also one of the best seasons of TV I've watched ever. Up there with True Detective season one, in my opinion. Like neck, like neck and neck. I don't want to say too much, but. Once I'd finished volume one of this season, I was, it's like one of the first times where I've watched something and then afterwards it's kind of like I've been thinking about it like a bit of an effect where I've been like, fuck, that, okay. was, that was good. That was really best. Shit. You know? But that was just me. Some people might think different, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. You could definitely convince me to watch this because I've watched, I think, at least the first two seasons. Mm. So I could definitely get back into this. Yeah. Dude, my hay fever today. <laughs> Is so bad. Um, okay. Anything else to add to that or? Uh, no. I don't okay. want to spoil it. Yeah. I don't want to say too much. Yeah, I just want to say it's in, it's a great season. Go watch it. Not sponsored content. Wait. Not sponsored. Netf- funnily enough, Netflix <laughs> isn't sponsoring us just yet. Yeah. My beef this week is pretty simple. Adequate sleep. It's important. Look, I've been all over the shop for, I'd say, the last month. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think... I'm a man. Who, I'm a man who requires nine hours, and I ha- and I have only just sort of come to realize that now. Or I at least need nine hours, like three or four times a week. Yep. You know what I mean. That extra hours carry over hours. Dude, I'm like going to bed at ten, and I'm still waking up to my alarm at seven. Like I'm not awake before that. You know what I mean. Right. So I'm sleeping nine hours. Maybe and, you're growing and kicking. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. Um, That's a bit of a low blow. <laughs> nice. Pun intended. <laughs> Let's go. But, um, you know, much like the weekend in, it's so weird that adequate sleep makes you feel good. Like, yeah. I don't come home from work in, like, a puddle mess anymore. Puddle brain. Yeah, I'm kind of still, yeah, like, all right and can kick through the day because I've mm. actually slept how I need to. Adequately. Mm. To be fair, yeah, adequate sleep is excellent. You know, I've been having time off at the dam so i've been sleeping you know getting 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 my hours up with no work and whatnot but you know i i can go like like six hours is still good for me if i get six hours i still feel good the next day but that's fine for oh, me dude if i get seven i'm worried even, even five if i get five it's not that big once i'm up i'm ready to go like i'm up like i'm you know Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I can do it, but I'm I'm worried about like later in the day and the the uh, the carryover into the back end of the week. You know, so I don't. Yeah, it doesn't. It throws really, my week. No, it doesn't throw me that hard. Don't, I don't, yeah. Okay, maybe. Look, look I don't know. It's just. Yeah, maybe I am growing. Maybe who knows? <laughs> Imagine if you were. Imagine if you grew like. <laughs> You're like a belated growth spurt and you well, grew always, like five inches. Dude, if I got to like, imagine I got to like 5'11 or like even 5'10. Dude, 5'10 was always my goal height because I was hell small as a kid. Yeah. And I was like, if I can get a 5'10, that'll be good. 
and I got there. Nice. One good. of the few goals I've actually achieved. Good for you, dude. Yeah. I think though, if I did get like to a, a height that you would consider either like average yeah. or, you know, decent. decent, getting almost like you'd be considered tall against certain other people, mm. in which I'm not at all. Mm. Um, you'd be. I'd have to like reinvent my entire character. I don't think I could get away with being as much of a scumbag if I was taller, you know? That's true. Because it's almost like I get away with it because I'm like too like small to, you know, let's say I'm being a dribbler on the mm. beers to someone much larger than me. Mm. You know, it's usually not malicious. But no. say it to the wrong person and you could find yourself in trouble. Get a swat. I think I'm unswattable. Yeah. Because it would literally be like killing a fly. Like a fruit fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not even a real fly, like a fruit fly. Yeah. Like a smaller fly. Like, Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Which is usually what it's like. Yeah. I can't ever see that happening though. No. Shout out to my uh, five foot mum and five nine dad. We salute you. Love your work. We salute you. Um, okay. Here we go. Nat Geo Barflies, new segment. We'll rip into this one quick so we can hit the back page. Well, Let's not just do a little quick. back page. Yeah, mate, take not your time. Too, not too quick. Take your still, time. Still give you some facts. Eh? <laughs> facts have to be delivered. Uh, got three facts for you today. That's the that's the terms and T and C's of this segment. This week, it's on art. Got a bit classy today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, first one. This is the first fact. The artwork thought to be the oldest in the world is a cave painting of a pig, in. Now, I don't want to say it wrong, but I feel like I definitely will. Sulawesi, uh, Indonesia, and it's assumed to be uh, 45,000 years old. Which is just like an unfathomable amount of time. Like, given that Australia is what, 200 years old? Like, the country, it's like, with people, like, you yeah. mean, like, once it was like, yeah. colonized? Colonized, yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? That's nuts. Like, our entire country is. Not even like 145th as old as that painting. Well, that's when like it's assumed on that timeline is similar to when like people like the estimated time of kind of Aboriginal culture starting. Mm. It's because that's assumed to be the oldest like living culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that is kind of a similar. There's probably, there's also really old cave paintings in, when I was doing research for this, there's also really old ones in Australia as well, Mm. but there's not, not, Estimated to be quite as old as this, mm-hmm. but you know, pretty big country, so there might be a couple mm. that haven't been found yet. But mm. yeah, definitely very interesting. I wonder which of our friends were, you know, the painters in our cave tribe. True. You know, I'd I'd probably dabble in it in my downtime, but yeah. I got rabbits to catch. You know, that's true. You got you got to get technical. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, next fact, fact two. I quite like this one. Famous painter Pablo Picasso in uh, 1911 was, was a suspect and detained for the, f- the theft of the Mona Lisa. This is following on from our last one. It wasn't him. It was someone that actually worked there who tried to get it back to Italy because they believed mm, it I was... I remember this. ...who believed it's like an Italian painting, so it belongs in Italy. Um, however, today, and this also follows into the... Uh, the Mona Lisa attack, if you will. The, all right, guess how much? Actually, I'll let you guess. Guess how much the Mona Lisa is valued at today? Don't look at. Don't look at the. Oh, dates. sorry, I, I didn't even know it was there. 
I wouldn't even I wouldn't even know how to guess that. Eight hundred and fifty million. Yeah, I would have said maybe like two billion. Like, yeah, eight hundred fifty. But million. that's like valued. But if it went to auction, probably would be more. Oh, I could hit what ten digits? A billion? Ten digits? I yeah. think it would. Well, if it's valued at that, you'd think not. They would start at that, mm. that value. Mm. You know, well, it's considered to be priceless. Yeah, because you know, think about like its cultural significance. Significance. Mm. Um, but yeah, pretty crazy to think that painting, painted all those years, like hundreds of years ago, is worth that much money now. It's crazy, right? Like, um, like, and this is going to lead on to the next point, painted by Leonardo da Vinci. Like, this, imagine how much of a fucking baller this bloke would be now if he came back from the dead and just inherited all the saw his all his artworks ever and went. That's mine. Where's yeah. my Where's my share for that? Where's my mullah? Where's my money? Yeah, he would literally be bought. He would be freakishly rich. Yeah, well, it's like the it's like the you know the NFT of yeah. It's the OG NFT. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Its <laughs> values almost just increase out of like for the sake of value. Yeah, pretty much. Do you know what I mean? Pretty much. Like that's not to say there's not a technically better artist that's existed since then, mm. but just almost like the significance of it yeah. is why it's valued so exactly. Crazy. Um, yeah, it's nuts. It's good for the Leonardo, though, yeah, dude. Good for him, dude. One of the greatest Ninja Turtles of all time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Who was your favorite Ninja Turtle, by the way, just quickly? The purple one. Nice, same. Um, so, <laughs> fact number three, the highest known price paid for a painting at a public auction because private auction, wait, you, I can't access those records. You know, my research only goes so far. Um, highest known price paid for a painting is four hundred and fifty million in twenty seventeen, uh, paid for by the Saudi uh, gov well government royalty, and the piece is called Salvatore Mundi, which means Savior of the World, and it's a photo of Jesus Christ. Well, not a photo, a painting of Jesus Christ making the sign of a cross and holding a glass orb, and that was painted around the year fifteen hundred by Da Vinci. I'll say this. What? 450 million. Fair bit of money. Yeah. But that sounds like a pretty sick painting. It is. Look it up. Look. It actually is a sick painting. When I was looking at it, I was like, whoa. I, I want to like, see this. That's unreal. Do you want to look at it now? Really Maybe I should get a replica and put it on the wall. Yeah. We should should I? Downstairs. No, I feel like we should put it on the set. Yeah. Get the get the bloody Sal, Salvatore Mundi in the background. Mm. Shit, yeah, dude. That's, Let's do it. That screams, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, professionalism. <laughs> Come on. Well, that's what we do. Yeah, no, that's what we mean, professional. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought. Yeah, the photo, the painting is really good. Check, check it out if you have a chance. But they're your art facts, guys. I hope you found those interesting because I mate. actually enjoyed looking li- looking that up. I'm like, time. I'm loving this segment. So am I. Yeah, just quietly keep it up. <laughs> just thanks, man. You might get a little fucking bit of a raise, little bonus. <laughs> might get a. Oh, <laughs> God. Um, there are actually some really good. Notes in there. We should come back to those. Yeah, I know. At they, some point. Yeah, not they now. Are. Not, not, now. not now. Not now. All right, let's uh, bring it home here. Let's come on, dude. Let's go. Um, back page. Got a couple of points. A couple of things have happened in sport this week. A um, couple of things we can just quickly brush over. Australia's first winner of the Giro d'Italia cycling race, uh, the second most important cyclist event after the Tour de France. And also after, you know, me and my roommates racing home on line bikes on yeah, Saturday night. That's also true. Obviously. Tour, tour to Erskineville. <laughs> um, very important. Jai Hindley, though, the winner of that. 
deserves a shout out. Great achievement. Shout out Jai. Uh, look, I reckon Jai gets through his work. Oh, he gets through his works. <laughs> probably has, you know, his quads would probably be the size of your quads and my quads put together. Like four quads into one? Yeah. Like, that'd be huge. Dude, Jai's night guy would be fucking unstoppable. Oh, mate. He sounds like a ripper and tower. Unlimited tank. <laughs> Just He could go all night. Oh, he could go. He could go. Uh, French quarterfinal. French Open quarterfinal. You got two goats, Djokovic versus Nadal. If anyone's just letting you know, that's more. That game's not taking place yet. Just more to let you know that it's going to happen. Will it have by the time this goes out? Probably, but you know, just in case it hasn't, by some way, we said it first. Um, we Boston, own that game. <laughs> Boston win game seven against the Heat. If for all our NBA lovers out there, that was uh, pretty crazy. The Boston were eleventh at Christmas, so they're outside playoff contention. And now they're in the final against Golden State, beating the Nets, beating the Bucks, beating the Heat, like three of the best teams in the East and in the competition, which is pretty crazy considering where they were. Could you compare it to someone for me? Could you compare it's it like to the ti- It's like the Tigers making the grand final right now. That's how bad they were? That's kind of the situation they're in. Okay. Or, Would it be more like the Dragons? Yeah. Actually, that's probably fairer. Tigers yeah, are like third last of them. Yeah, I, okay. Be like the Dragons making the yeah. final. Right? <clears throat> that's pretty much what it is. Sick. Good for them, dude. Yeah. Um, and then the Champions League final uh, took place. Real Madrid taking <clears throat> taking out Liverpool in the final. Uh, 1-0. Last couple of finals haven't been that high scoring, have they? No. They've all been kind of like that. Even the Europa League finals have all been pretty low scoring. Um, sorry. You know, I'm pretty glad Liverpool didn't win. I know there's something distasteful about Liverpool. I don't know if it's just carry on, carry on. I think it's just the fans. I think because everyone goes on this fucking. They just carry on. Um, dude, holy shit, Courtois. Yeah. Wow. What a game. Firstly, um, man of the match. The save on Salah, like the ball over the top, Salah's Mm. touch (laughs) on his right foot. To even create a goal out of that, like Real Madrid's back four is set and he receives an over-the-top through ball and somehow creates a chance. Yeah. And then Courtois pulls off an insane save. Just and then the save on, on Mane's shot on the near post as well is freakish. just... Just crazy. Um, the goal was pretty good. The through ball to Vinicius Junior is pretty sick. Uh, you look, if you're Trent, you're not sleeping for a while. No. That is shocking defending. Yeah. Still a good ball though. Take nothing away from the ball. Yeah. But he'll be thinking about it. Mm. Um, you know, they they you know they scrapped to get there. They scrapped to win. They got the DNA of champions in them in Real Madrid. You know, yeah, Liverpool, good team. They play some some a good style of football. But you know, eleven time champions, which and in that team, well, there was at the time a couple of players have already won the competition four times. Bales won it five times with Madrid. It's hard to... Win is win. Win is win. That's the best way to put it. Uh, on the footy. Well, we've got <clears throat> maybe six minutes here. We'll skip. We'll go quick. Should we... Look, we're going to do an origin special next week, but I don't think I can hold it in for a week. Okay, get to say it. We've got to talk about New South Wales team selection. Because okay. me and Xander have... This is one thing we fucking agreed on. This is a the team for what it could be looks shit. 
I just don't. I, I'm I'm baffled. I'm puzzled. I'm astounded. Yeah. I'm gobsmacked. Yeah. Some, I'm lost for yeah, words. I'm, I'm confused. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. Yeah. The explanations given, I just don't think are good enough. They don't sit well with me. Like, okay. How has Adokar not been picked? I mean, when's the bloke done anything wrong? Like, when, when's he made, like, quick, like, pick and stick. That's how you build a dynasty or a dynasty. That's what Queensland did when they won, like, what, 10 in 11 years or something. So they do every year. Like, pick and stick. It doesn't matter, you know. Like, you, you got to, like, it just okay. it just makes no sense. One thing that frustrates me about New South Wales, and it always has, is is like what exactly what you're saying. They don't pick and stick. They never. never they've never done it. Ever since we've watched, they've never. They've done never it. done it. And Queensland always do it. And Queensland get Origin. Mm. They just get it. They do. Um, can't take that away from them. Queensland te- Queensland's team is looking so so hot, and I'm so worried. And like this is the thing. Last year we literally won the most like comprehensive Origin series ever. You could argue one of. And we're only missing a few players. And it feels like we're, we're still the winners. Like, we've still won. We're the team to beat. People who were in that team last year have earned the right to stay in that team. You know, they shouldn't have been, they shouldn't have been taken out of said team. Because some of them last year weren't even playing that well for their clubs. Like, think about Jake and Angus Crichton. The Roosters and Manly weren't playing that well at the start of last year. Still got picked. Mm. You know. I know. And we got rewarded for it last year. And I just... Uh, I don't know. I've I've kind of like two issues here. It's like, firstly, players like Angus Crichton and Jake Trebojevic and Josh Adokar, it's like regardless of club form. Bleed for the jersey. When they put that jersey on, they will show up and mm. they will play. And have shown up. And and have for years, four years. Josh Adokar and Jake Trebojevic. Australian. Jo- Josh Adokar's the top two, He's the three premier w- winger. Of He's the, the competition. premier winger of the competition, the and has been for like seven, eight years until Toto sort of come on the scene recently, and doesn't get picked. Um, so there's that part of it where it's like, just what I don't know, but there's also the part for me that that kind of confuses me with with the way Freddie goes about things, and I and I'm not the biggest fan of it. Is like, and I thought about this at work today. I wanted to ask you what you think about it because. Freddie to me seems to treat Origin like, like a like it's a club game, where it's not. Mm. So, for example, Queensland pick sort of the like they pick not only, you know, the players that have done it every year and the best players in their position, regardless of club form, but they will pick the assets outside of that mm. that will help them win mm. each game. Yeah, and I was thinking back to last year when New South Wales picked Mitchell Moses at seven. Um, as as part of like looking towards the future, you know, to like prepare him for the future. Yeah. It's like this. Why is he? You don't need to blood people for Origin. I don't think, mm. in my opinion, it's like, dude, Queensland have just thrown Selwyn Cobbo in there because mm. he's a he's a footballer and like yeah, he exactly. will like, you know what I mean. I'm not a big fan of the way that like they blooded Mitchell Moses last year for the future and the way they've got like Jacob Saifidi and. That and not, yeah, that Jacob Saifedi, but because like I feel like you can't just be. It feels like it's like not earned that position. No, I, I agree one hundred percent. But Moses, actually, to be fair, I disagree with the Mo. I didn't mind him being in there, and I thought, you know, 
the whole teams of new combinations. He actually had a pretty good game. What it was? No, I know. I just think that they should have just they should have they should have picked the team to win that game, and the team to win that game would have been Reynolds and Cody Walker because they were the form halves. But at the same time, Cody Walker. Anyway, I won't get in that. It's a different argument, but you know what I'm saying. I know like, what you're saying. I just hate the way that like it just like picking Tupo as well when the bloke is. So many times I feel like you see it where he just makes those errors in the big games. Yeah, and it's not it's not for me. It's not so much Tupu. Hey, like Tupu's definitely in like the top. Four, he's a great player. Top four or five wingers in the comp, but he's not Ado Car, and he's not done anything like that outstanding this year. No, I don't think he's been that great. I'm pretty sure Ado Car has scored more, or he's. I think they've scored the same amount of tries this year. Ado Car playing for the Bulldogs, mm. and in Origin, um, I saw today Ado Car scored ten tries in twelve games. And Tupu scored two and seven. Yeah. And I kind of get the argument that, like, it's to combat the aerial ability of Xavier Coates, but that's not a strong enough argument for me. Yeah. It's not strong to enough to drop Adokar. Who did it last year as Who's well? Who's done it every year. Who did it last year when they won? Mm. So, and I don't ever remember being like, fuck, I wish we picked someone taller on the wing instead of Josh Adokar because he just got pounded by bombs all over. Like, have we ever said that? Never. No. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. Look, I hope I eat my words. But I think Crichton, Crichton, he's like my, Crichton's like my favorite back. He's like the, my favorite, yeah. one of my favorite players, and that's weird because I hate the Roosters, but yeah. I do really like Angus Crichton. But um, Stephen Crichton as well, fourteen just blows my mind too. Uh, anyway, let's let's not get into it too much because we only have a limited time remaining, and we've got to save it for an Origin special coming next week. Coming next week. Um, however, footy over the weekend, we were almost right about those. Uh, the mud team's getting up. Mm. So right. But they we had Fafita any time and the Titans were home. But they just choked, didn't they? <laughs> they just choked so hard. So the hard. worst short kickoff, probably the stupidest thing I've ever seen on a football pitch. That short kickoff. Who kicked it, Toby? They, I don't know, but they scored. Yeah, anyway, terrible call. If you watch the game, watch it back. They were 14 ahead. Didn't have to happen. Um, Tigers. Tigers have got, you know, only weeks after Madge's head going off the chopping block, it's back on it. <laughs> back on. Uh, and pretty much purely thanks to NRL 360, it's back on there. Oh, my God. Um, like <laughs> Leave the guy alone. The for four God's horsemen sake. of the NRL apocalypse Yeah, on that panel. Just the four, the, nice. that was like good. just the worst. Um, just dribbling. And now and now, now Madge is apparently back, back almost being fired again. I can't believe that yarn's going around. I really don't see the Tigers firing him after that game, do you? No. It's not his fault. Like, they were winning. Yeah. They were up 18-16 with 30 to go. At that point, it's like, okay, that's on the players. Like, yeah. What does the coach have to do with that? Mm. Nothing. Mm. Nothing. Mm. Same with, although we don't think, although Justin Holbrook, look, is what it is. Own opinions, own opinions. But that's not his fault they lost that game. That's the players managing the game out there. Yeah. And that probably comes to them being such a young team. Hundred percent, and but that comes down to someone letting Jamal Fogarty go. So I don't know who did that. And one of the great bed shits of all time, letting Fogarty go and signing foreign. That's yeah. Look, riddle me that. That's all I'll say. But I tell you what, the mighty Red V got up, and I was happy about it. We almost Against choked. Dogs, yeah. We almost, we almost did it. We almost got so close to choking that game, but we didn't. And we uh, Ben Hunt, top of the Dally M. Let's go, dude. Gun. Let's go. Camera dead. What do you want for music? Music this week, so real by Jeff Buckley. Boom, done. Track. 
All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed the bracket. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Get on there. Have a vote uh, tomorrow. Uh, I think today. the episode will be up on – this will go up on Wednesday. So you'll be listening to it. You'll be listening to it on Wednesday night, Arvo, Thursday morning, Thursday Arvo. And then I think Thursday night I will put up – Post away. I'll put up the poll. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. This has been a great app. I had a great time. Yeah, I had a great time. One of our best ideas so far. I think so. I think so. So, pat on the back to us. Yeah, well done. Uh, this is Alexander. I'm Cody. And we'll see you guys later. Have a good week. <laughs>